This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today on CityCast Chicago, you could get a $400 check in the mail in the next 60 days from one of the most hated but popular companies in the world. Yeah, you know I'm talking about Facebook. That's because of a lawsuit filed in 2015 by Chicago attorney Jay Edelson. Now, it settled last year, but just a few days ago was upheld in the Court of Appeals. Edelson tells us why Facebook has to pay $650 million to Illinois residents and how privacy law continues to change. It's Tuesday, March 22nd. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is CityCast Chicago. The class action lawsuit against Facebook claimed the social media giant violated Illinois' biometric privacy law, which is considered by many the strictest in the country. So when we're talking about biometric information, what does that include? Yeah, it's voice prints, it's fingerprints, it's it's your face. The face is, is the most important thing because, uh, you know, these companies are really smart and they're always thinking about the future. And in the next five or 10 years, the goal is to be able to track everywhere we go you know, not just on the internet, not just in Mark Zuckerberg's metaverse, but also when we're in physical places. And when we're going and we're buying some Nikes, they want to know what shoes you're buying and if they can nudge you in a direction of different shoes. And pretty soon you've got companies who are tracking every single thing that we are doing. And if that happens, we're really living in a different world. When I think about biometric data, I'm using my face to open up pretty much every app I get. Log into Chase, Face ID. Log into my phone, Face ID. What exactly did Facebook do to violate your your client's privacy when it comes to biometric data? Right. So a lot of the the ways you're using, I think, are actually pretty legitimate. And for example, Apple uh, on the iPhone, they don't store your information. Uh, the the technology is just on your phone. So they're not collecting and they're certainly not selling it. The problem, what Facebook was doing was they were amassing databases of, of really all of our face templates, hundreds of millions uh, of face templates in the U.S. alone. And according to patents that, that they uh, were purchasing, they were going to then use that to track people in the real world. Luckily, with our lawsuit, mm-hmm. we're able to put an end to that. Uh Mark Zuckerberg had to, you know, with his tail between his legs, had to say, oh, we're done with uh, with collecting everyone's faces. Other than he had a little side note and said, except for in the metaverse where we're going to track everything you're going to do. Um, and that'll be <laughs> the next fight. But that'll be in a few years. When we're talking about data collection, I mean, it's at this point, I feel like it's a conversation we've had knowing that we're being tracked, that our data is being collected, you know, everything from our, our credit to our spending habits. Um, you know, where we live. What prompted your client, Carlo Licata, to file a lawsuit? Did something specific happen to him because of the facial recognition technology? He's just someone who's very concerned about privacy and um, uh, wanted to protect it. Our firm's been doing privacy cases for 20 years back when nobody cared about privacy. 
And so when he brought us this case, we looked at it, said no one's ever sued under the statute, but uh, there are pretty big implications that Facebook's able to control everyone's face templates and use it however they want. On Facebook, I know that they have like the predictive software that after a certain while, if you upload a picture, it'll be like, this is the person who's in the picture, right? I have that on Photos app and other apps. It sounds what was really upsetting or the thing that led to the lawsuit was where this was going, that this was not just about collecting to help make tagging people in photos easier. It was really about real world, everyday tracking. And, you know, Facebook would argue and other companies would argue, well, we're doing this to make your life more convenient, to build you a filter bubble, to give you purchases and and apps and things that you like. How is this, you know, can you explain to people like how is this going to be used in a way that feels nefarious and, you know, something that is really concerning to people beyond, you know, you're being tracked because we're all being tracked. So here's some examples of what uh, what big tech can do right now. Let's say we're all going to uh, a rally uh, to support civil rights, for example. Um, companies can geofence you, which means they can figure out everyone who's got cell phones within an area and then uh, collect um, uh, your face and it, you're in their software and then they can identify these are all the people at the protest. And that they sell that to governments, uh, they sell that to private companies. And that's, that's a really scary thing. Uh, you ought to be able to protest. Uh, you ought to be able to go to certain places without a fear that you're gonna end up on some sort of list. And, um, so, yeah, we, we think it's a pretty important fight overall. But, you, but you're exactly right. The face tagging feature on Facebook was innocuous. That that wasn't what was scary. It was the implications of what we thought Facebook was planning on doing, uh, which they've abandoned now, which which is it's hard to get Facebook to abandon a key, you know, business um, uh, goal of theirs. So we're really happy with that. As we said, the case was actually settled last February. Is there a way to really know if Facebook destroyed any of the stored data from the program? We feel very confident they did. You know, what what makes you confident? Was there protocol? Was there emails? Do you get to watch somebody push a, a burr, 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 delete button? <laughs> it's, it's a great question. The um, Our firm's a little bit different than other firms in that we have our own in-house team of technologists, of computer forensic engineers. So they were working with the with the team at Facebook. And, um, you know, if, if you said, would, would you bet your life on it? You know, I don't trust Facebook and, you know, they can always do anything. But but I feel I feel comfortable with this. I, I don't think that they would sign a court document um, and agree to do this and, and show us what they were doing and then lie about it. How does the discussion of privacy now differ from when your firm was doing this work 20 years ago? Oh, my goodness. At the beginning, uh, when we started our firm and said we're going to focus on privacy, I had a lot of close colleagues on the defense side take me aside and say, Jay, you're going to be out of business in a year. No one cares about privacy. And they were very sweet. They weren't being mean to me. (laughs) They were like being, you know, like older brothers. And uh, that was the reaction we got from the courts too. The courts kind of looked at us like, why are you bothering to sue over privacy? And what we've seen really over the last 10 years uh, is a huge shift where now people understand 
what it is Silicon Valley was fighting for, why they wanted to monetize every little aspect of our private lives, and why privacy is such an important fight going forward. So the wind's been at our back for the last five years. The first 15 years, it was <laughs> it was a different story. Facebook agreed to shut down one program and then announced a major metaverse, which has ongoing privacy concerns. Uh, what impact do you think this case will have on Internet privacy, if any? Well, first, did you, did you see Zuckerberg in the metaverse? Mm-hmm. Oh, hey, Mark. Hey, what's going on? Hey, Hi. Mark. What's up, Mark? Whoa, we're floating in space? Uh-huh. Who made this place? It's awesome. <laughs> right? He's got people, I'm sure, Facebook who are cool. Like, I know I'm not a cool person. If I was doing an ad for my firm, I wouldn't be in it. I would get someone who's cool (laughs) doing it. So uh, I'm I'm sorry, I'm the tangent. But this is all good. Yeah, no, this is a huge wake-up call for companies because prior to the settlement, most settlements uh, for large privacy class actions were actually $10 to $20 million dollars. Uh, which is nothing when you're talking about the Googles of the world. $650 million for one state alone actually impacts things. And uh, we've already heard that a number of uh, companies have abandoned efforts to collect biometric information uh, in Illinois and elsewhere. And we've, we've been talking to legislators throughout the country who want to pass stronger privacy bills. Uh, one, one of the huge things, though, was we settled on the eve of trial. And most of these privacy cases don't get tried. But when we were talking to mock juries, so you do the, all these, you know, kind of uh, mock trials to see if, if, uh, if what you're saying resonating. And what we found out was that people really do care about privacy. Uh, we had just gotten uh, a $925 million jury verdict in a privacy case and we're starting to try more and more of these cases. And it was a little bit of a surprise to me, which is, you know, let, let's see when rubber hits the, the road, are our juries going to deliver these huge verdicts? And they are. And that's going to really impact what companies do going forward. They got to find out about the law and they got to follow the law. So with the settlement, who in Illinois is eligible and how much um, are they going to get in the, at the end of the day? People got notice a few years ago and people filled out claim forms, which was over 1.5 million people are going to get $397. That's the most accurate math we have right now. So about $400 a piece. Do you suspect people saw something like the form to submit for settlement money and assumed it was a scam and never filled it out? Are they going to get an opportunity to re-up or is that window closed? The window has closed, but that's a great point. There are so many class action settlement notices out there. And I, as someone who's been a class action attorney for a quarter century, I know that a lot of the settlements are awful. A lot of times you read, you read these 20-page notices and you're entitled to some credit monitoring or 80 cents off a new car. It's, it's really a joke and it makes uh, class action lawyers look bad. The problem with it also is that it, it means a lot of times people tune out when they get notices. Um, so one of the things that we really focused was, was getting a huge percentage of the class to participate. We got about 22% of the class to participate, which is in class actions. Often it's as low as one to 5%. So we're happy about that, but we really think that we need to have a huge push so that when you have good settlements like this, people get the money. It shouldn't even be 22%. That should be a floor I'm hoping the next five years, that's 50, 60 percent of the class will be getting the money. Does the money just sit in an account? Does it go back to 
Facebook if, if it isn't used? No, all the money's gone. They've lost the 650. It's been an account for over a year and all the money will get distributed. Jay Edelson, I appreciate you making time for City Cash Chicago to break down this suit. Uh, and if you're one of those people who signed up uh, the claimant forms a, a few years ago, you know, you got $400 coming soon. Congratulations to you. Uh, Jay, I appreciate you. Thanks so much. I really enjoyed it. Facebook agreed to shut down parts of its facial recognition technology, but the company denies it violated any laws. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Governor Pritzker says the state continues to build its supply of tests and vaccinations as we keep eyes on the BA2 variant of COVID-19. Yes, another variant. Uh, This one has been reported in Chicago and other parts of the state and is currently driving surges in Europe. Some experts believe the U.S. may not be far behind. The public viewing for iconic WVON DJ Purvis Span is today at 4 p.m. at Lincoln Sons on 78th and Cottage Grove. The funeral is tomorrow at noon at Apostolic Church of God on 63rd and Dorchester. Just wear a mask and bring proof of vaccination. And some good news to get you through. This Thursday, Home Run In Pizza is celebrating 75 years with a pizza giveaway at its Little Village location for Chicagoans in need, including individuals experiencing houselessness and low-income seniors and residents. They plan to give out more than 10,000 pizzas this year. For more Chicago events and news, subscribe to our daily newsletter at chicago.citycast.fm. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace. Do 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 do. Let me move this. Do do do. All right.